0: We are all born with a longing. Hi there. Somewhere You're listening our to the Trinity Community Church seed, podcast. A knowledge, TCC, a feeling, a home for that you. we are created for beauty, belonging, to become something remarkable. Somehow I know there is something beyond myself. I was created with a thirst. Day after day, night after night. I struggle to navigate a cruel, harsh world that disappoints me, discourages me, attempts to define me, tries to make me believe that I am something lesser, that the night is so much darker, denser than I could ever imagine. Yet, in the distance, I see a glimmer, hear a whisper, hope is rising faith is restoring my spirit is returning like the sun in the morning i know that there is more i was created with a thirst a thirst for the new day the new way a thirst for a time when people will say the worst is behind me your grace is before me your breath inside me sustaining renewing and leading me to the waters that are alive with one drink I am healed, I am whole. With one drink, I find rest for my weary soul. With one drink, I am fully alive. I am alive. We are all created with a thirst. Come and drink of the waters.
1: All right, good morning. Are you happy to be here today, TCC? (laughs) Welcome to Trinity Community Church, I'm Pastor TJ. Wow. The day that changed the world, right? That's why we sit here today. That's why we celebrate. Have you ever thought in your head, have you ever framed it this way? That event with Christ happened over 2,000 years ago. There's no technology like what we have today. We didn't have the libraries and things to pass on knowledge like we did today. And still we gather. How many of you know that humanly speaking, that is impossible? I mean, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast two days ago. But still, we carry this along. Why? How? Because there's a God that created you that loves you. He loved you so much, he sent his son to die for you. And that's why we're here today. On this early, early, early Sunday morning. Um, I uh, grew up Greek Orthodox. Some of you know that. I don't know, Occasionally I mention that I'm Greek. Occasionally. <laughs> and there's a traditional uh, Orthodox blessing, greeting that we say on Easter. We say this, the Greeks, they say, uh, Christos Anesti, which means He is risen. And then the response is, Alethos Anesti, which is, He is risen indeed. Let's practice that together. So I want you to say, everybody say, Christos Anesti with me. Good. Now I want you to say, Alethos Anesti. anesti. Okay, now my, my, my diabetes alarm is going off. Hold on for one second. As you talk amongst yourselves. You know why? I had a cookie this morning. (laughs) It's off now. You know what that means? Bring on the cookies, baby. (laughs) So let's practice. I'm going to say Christos Anesti, then you answer me with Alephos Anesti. Ready? Christos Anesti. Anesti. One more time. Christos Anesti. Anesti. Congratulations, you're bilingual. (laughs) Give yourself a hand. You did great. I remember part of our Orthodox tradition was we would have sunrise services. Remember sunrise services? Um, We didn't have a sunrise service here today, but we got here very early. And something happened this morning as, uh, as we got here that was, dare I say, a travesty. I got into the building, I think I got here about maybe 6.30, a little bit before that, maybe 6.20. And I have my morning routine. How many of you have your morning routines? Now, how many of you, your morning routine includes the bean of life? If you don't know what the bean of life is, <laughs> then, then we can't be friends. I'm not talking about soybeans. Cocoa's a close second, right? I'm talking about coffee. So I came in, I got my cup out, the machines were down, so we had to, I turned them on, take takes water, a while to heat up. So we have this beautiful invention called a Keurig. So I got my little thing out and I put my, my, my little coffee thing in there for the Keurig and everything was great, except we're having some issues with this Keurig. And every once in a while you hit the button And nothing happens. Can anything worse happen at six thirty on a Sunday when you need coffee for you to hit the button and for nothing to happen? Now understand this: that it was I I unplugged it, plugged it in, about the third time she finally kicked in. Now I was more concerned for your well-being than mine because if I don't get coffee, it gets a little dicey, you know. Now I don't know where I picked this up. At some point in my life, I picked up this, this need. To have coffee to be able to function well. Call it a craving, maybe even call it a thirst. How many of you are fellow coffee lovers? All of us were created with a thirst. Sometimes we just, we don't realize that. Have you ever been thirsty? I mean, really thirsty. Like you think you may die if you don't get something to drink thirsty. A few years ago, I went to hiking with one of my, uh, my buddies, Jody Bean, and we were in Colorado. We went on this thing called the Colorado Trail. Jody, we're both associate, we're, we're, we're pastors at our church. He was an associate guy, and we were there. And he said, You know, we've been working really hard. We need some downtime. Let's go on a backpacking uh, camping trip. I said, Let's do it. Love to backpack. So Jody planned out the whole trip, the Colorado Trail. He got the little map and everything. He said, Plan for about two days. We'll go into the wild. It'll be great. He said, It's going to be an easy hike. We'll go in a couple miles. We'll camp. There's plenty of water. It was in the dry time of the season. He says, We'll go there. We'll get out. It'll be beautiful. I said, Great. So I packed my pack and all my stuff. I took all my stuff. How many have ever been backpacking before? You know, most of the stuff you have is activated with water, whether it's ramen noodles or whatever it is. And off we go on the Colorado Trail into the Rockies. As we're hiking, you know, he said there's going to be plenty of water. We cross about five or six streams. So we didn't take hardly any water with us, just about a little bottle we picked up at like the convenience store. Well, I noticed something as we started to move into the hike. Two things kind of were were different than what they should have been. First, all of the water sources that were supposed to be there were dry. Now, when you're hiking, how many of you know water's kind of a big deal? But Jody kept assuring me, don't worry, we'll find water somewhere. That was the first thing that was, that was kind of troublesome. The second thing was this. The hike was supposed to be a two-mile hike. So after four hours of hiking in the same direction, now I'm pretty slow, but I'm not that slow. You know what I'm talking about? I kept asking Jody, Jody, where's the canyon? Where are we going to break? Goes, it's just right over the ridge. It's just right over the ridge. You can do that for about four hours. So we're in the middle of this hike. Later, we found out it wasn't a two-mile hike. The, the trail was 26 miles. So at that point, I thought, perhaps Jody took me out there to kill me. Because when you have water and food for a Greek, you start, your, your mind goes into strange places. You look at Jody and you think, I could eat that. I could eat him. <laughs> you know? If you have to, don't judge me. Don't judge me. With teriyaki sauce, you can do anything. Don't judge me. I still remember we're in the middle of this hike and we see two hikers coming toward us and I'm thinking, my goodness, they're coming from the other direction. They can help us. We can get some information. So I talked to this man. I said, I said, man, we've been on this trail. Say, is there water that way? And the, the guys, they go, sure, sure, sure. I said, but is there water? They go, yeah, whatever you want, man. I'm like, are you understanding? And I thought to myself, maybe they're delirious from thirst because there's no water over there. <laughs> so we're hiking in and I'm going to be honest with you, I started to get a little bit nervous because you're at high altitude. Uh, you got to stay hydrated. And then... I remember we were coming down off this ridge, and I smelt it. Could you ever, you remember smelling the rain coming? You can't see it yet, you can't, but you could smell it. It's right off there in the horizon. And then I heard this, this faint little trickling roar. I thought to myself, boy, that, that sounds like water. And I'll never forget it, we came down around this bend, and there in front of us looked like something from a postcard. There was this little waterfall. The water was crystal blue flowing down from the mountains and it was just the most amazing. Thing. I remember running down to the water. I was hot, I was tired. I stuck my face right into the stream. Those poor trout. Just right in I went. They're probably like, "Ah!" right? We put up our campsite right next to the stream. Filled up all of our water stuff, and we sat there for a few days. It was absolutely beautiful. You know what I think made it more impactful for me? I was so thirsty. Quenched my thirst. All of us were created with a thirst. Have you ever thought about what it means to be thirsty? You know, and when I'm talking about thirst, I'm not talking about my coffee story that you need a double latte, you know, with an espresso shot in the morning. I'm talking about, you know, actually having a thirst. By the way, if you do like coffee, I know this great little spot called the well. Was this a shameless promotion? Yes, it was. Enjoy. (laughs) I mean, have you ever had a real thirst? I'm talking like walk around the desert thinking you're going to die, thirst. Speaking of the desert, do me a favor. How many of you got a bag of sand when you came in today? Grab your bag of sand. How many of you don't have a bag of sand? Put your hand up if you're missing a bag of sand. Pastor Trish, can you hand me my bag of sand? It's right there. I grabbed, it was, it was the sand and the coffee. Guess what I grabbed? The coffee. Yes. All right. Everybody grab your sand. If you need sand, put your hand up. This is important. Don't tell me we don't, give, we don't have giveaways here. You have a bag of sand right here. Do me a favor. Can, you, can we trust you to do this where you don't have to clean the church up? Can you open the top, please? Stay, you teenagers, we're going to need somebody to flank these guys. I ate it. I don't know why I ate it. I, I don't know why you ate it either. Stick your finger in it. Touch the sand. Feel the sand. Get to know the qualities of your sand. It's dry. Lifeless. Can you see this just, you know, spooned out of the desert? All of us were created with a thirst. Okay, now close your sand up again. All I hear is... <laughs> I look back, some of eating like, like, like Pop Rocks. Sand! All of us are created with a thirst. What is a thirst? Do you know when you're thirsty what that process really is? Do you know what's happening? It's your body. You you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what the Bible says about you. And when you're thirsty, it's part of the body's response to regulating itself for you. The body is constantly looking for you, what you need and what you're missing. When you're dehydrated, you're missing water. And when you're missing water in your body, your, your body alerts the brain, says, hey, we need to get some water soon here, or we're going to die. So what do you do when your body tells your brain you need water? You go to Starbucks and you get a coffee. <laughs> but that doesn't help you. But that's what we do. Even though your body's like, hey, I need water, and I understand that there's water in coffee, so I'm told, right? But that's your body's way of saying, we need this. And do you know this? If you don't listen to your body saying, we're thirsty, we need water, if you ignore that long enough, you will literally die. You will. Your body's incredibly designed. You know that you can live without food between 40 and 50 days. Some of you, as I look out, maybe 52 days. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to look over here. Pastor, you looked right at me. That'll be an email. Do you know that you can only live without water for about three days? About three days without water and you're done. In fact, when you think about being thirsty, the mechanism to feel thirst is probably one of the most important systems your body possesses. All of us are created with a thirst. To realize what you're lacking and to have this thing inside you that says this is what you need is a very, very big deal. Now here's the reality. When God created you, He created you for more than a thirst for just water. He created all of us with a thirst for for things that, that make our bodies completely whole. Sometimes they're food, sometimes they're spiritual. All of us have cravings. You ever like be sitting at the house, you're watching a movie, you're watching a game and you get this craving for pizza? I get a craving for pizza about every third day right? How many of you ladies, you you were pregnant and you had pregnancy cravings? Some of those things were bananas, right? You know, how many of you, when you were pregnant, you craved pickles and something weird? Like if they're they're pointing, it was my mother, she did. That explains a lot. It does. I remember when Robin was pregnant with Tyler, we didn't even know what cravings were. She, I I found out 1230 on a, I guess it'd be a, a, a Monday morning, Sunday night. She woke up and she says, I need coleslaw. I said, that's great. I need sleep. She goes, no, no, I need coleslaw. I said, well, uh, well, where am I going to go get coleslaw? We're in the north side of Pittsburgh. We're both, I think I'm 25, 26 years old. She goes, no, 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 I don't need coleslaw. She goes, I need coleslaw. I said, you got to narrow that beam for me, babe. I don't know what you're talking about. She goes, I need KFC's creamy coleslaw. I looked at her and I said, where am I going to find Kentucky Fried Chicken Creamy Coleslaw at 1230 in the morning? Then she looked at me, she said, I need coleslaw. (laughs) So I got out of bed, put on my coat, ran for my life. It's going to be crazy. There was no KFCs open. (laughs) But you know what I did on Monday? I bought a tub of KFC coleslaw and I gave it to her. She went through that, that, that tub like a tornado, you know, going right, it was just nuts. And then I, I got smarter as the pregnancy went on. I would buy, you know, I was a regular, I'd walk in. You remember how many remember this, the show, Cheers? They'd go, Norm, I'd walk in, they'd go, TJ, coleslaw? Uh-huh, give me all the coleslaw. You know, you have those pregnancy cravings. All of us have these cravings, all of us were created with a thirst. Do you know why you were created with a thirst? You were created with a thirst so that God could show you what you need. Sometimes we find ourselves in places, beloved, that we don't even know what we need. We can't figure it out by ourselves. That's when the Savior, the creator, the one that loved you so much, he sent his son. That's when he steps in and he gives you a thirst. So God gives us a thirst. He says, son, daughter, you need this. You're missing this in your life. You need me. Now, there's a period of time between the thirst and then the quenching sometimes. It's in that period of time that sometimes it gets a little bit wonky. How many have ever had that thing? You feel like there's more, but you just don't know what it is. You feel like, you know, there's more than just this little thing that you're doing. In between, in the hallway between the thirst and the quenching, that's when it's, it's tough. That's when it's hard to, hard to navigate. So what do you do? Between the thirst and the quenching of the thirst. You hold on. Take a look at this.
2: hold on to me when it's too dark to see you when i am sure I don't feel like I'm worth defending when I'm tired of all my pretending. Hold on to me when I start to break in desperation underneath the weight of expectation. I know nobody loves me better hold on to me hold on to me
1: all of us were created with a thirst sometimes we forget we think it's all about us and what we can do but it's not some of you are here today and man your world is just falling apart and you don't know what to do and you are holding on you're white knuckling it i'm here to tell you this morning it's not just about how strong you are but when you invite god into the equation When you're at your weakest, he's at his strongest, and he'll hold on to you if you let him. He'll pick you up, he'll rescue you, he'll set you strong if you let him. He's holding on to you right now. You're not here by accident, you're here by divine appointment. God's here to remind you, you're created with a thirst. He has something for you. So we hold on until you get that thirst quenched. In the meantime, between the thirst and the quenching, we go through a dry time. Take out your sand. Feel it. Look at it. I was looking at my sand this week, and it's kind of like when you look at it, you pull it far enough away, it looks like a little, little desert landscape, doesn't it? do you remember the dry times in your life you might be in a dry season right now you might you'll know, have this this strange unsettling something that's speaking to your heart that's telling you telling you your life was created to be more than just this dry desert like sand you were not created to just survive you were created to thrive you were created for abundant life you were meant to belong to thrive, and to experience real life. All of us were created with a thirst, a thirst for real life. Now, you want to hear something nuts as we're talking about Easter. You know that Jesus himself experienced thirst. He experienced thirst like we do. In fact, one of the last things that Jesus spoke as he hung on the cross before he died was the fact that he was thirsty. If you've got your Bibles, turn to John 19. If you have our app, you uh, you get all my notes. And if you are on the U version, look for live events and you get all my notes as well. These are the words of Jesus as he hung on the cross. John 19, 28 says this. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, he said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. Verse 29. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge on, on it full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch, and they held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. He said, I thirst. And you know what's interesting about this passage? Did you notice that Jesus' spirit wasn't taken from him? He chose to give up his spirit. In fact, you want to hear something weird too? I'm a word nerd. That word bowed in Greek actually means to rest. He hung on the cross He said, it is finished. He rested on the cross, and then he gave up his spirit for us. That's what he did. He gave up his spirit for you. But before that, he said, I thirst. What did Jesus mean when he uttered those words? Was it just a physical thing that he was thirsty? Maybe. It could have been the loss of blood from the beatings that he took. Maybe that's what made him cry out for a drink. Maybe he wanted to to, to wet his lips so he could make the final pronouncement of saying it is finished. I don't know. What did he mean when, when he said he was thirsty? Maybe he was re- referring to the cup of suffering that he would have to drink. It wasn't long before this that Jesus found himself in the garden of Gethsemane. And he was talking to the Father, and he was preparing himself. And he said, Father, you know, if you could get this cup away from me, you know, would you do that? In fact, Matthew 26, 39 says this. It says, and going a little further, he fell on his face and he prayed, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Now, as he hung on the cross, as he neared the end, maybe his expression, I thirst, was because he desired to finish the cup of suffering. And in so doing that, finishing his mission. When he said, I thirst, maybe that was the affirmation that his mission was almost complete, and he did indeed drink the cup of suffering before him. But maybe there was another reason why Jesus made the statement, I thirst. Perhaps at that moment, Jesus experienced and he recognized that the thirst that the Creator had placed inside every human heart a thirst for him, because sometimes we forget it was only moments before that that Jesus uttered these words. He said this, remember in Matthew 27, 46. It says, about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Lema Sebastiani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Do you realize this? As Jesus hung on the cross in that moment, that was the first time Jesus felt what it was like to be separated from his father, incomplete, missing a piece. It was in that moment he truly experienced and he understood that we were created with a thirst, an emptiness, a longing. That's the cry of humanity. That's a common thread between all of us. When Jesus died and he rose again, he became the thing that would quench our deepest thirsts. Jesus spoke about this thirst and even quenching it for us. He said this in John 7 37. On the last day of the feast of the great day, Jesus stood up and he cried out Anybody, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Jesus, God in flesh, is the one that quenches all of our thirsts. But you want to hear something that's crazy? Even though Jesus spoke to us and he told us what we need to quench our thirst, most of us still spend most of our lives trying to fit other things into that place that only Jesus can fit. Most of us run around looking for all of these other things that will quench us. We think a sports team will take care of our thirst. Let me, guys, let me let you know a little secret. The Philadelphia Eagles will never quench your thirst. <laughs> and the Steelers are a close second. Let me just tell you that right now. We look for other things that we try to, to, to put in there to quench our thirst. We look for We think if I can make enough money, that'll take care of it. It won't. If I can surround myself with enough people, it'll take care of it. It won't. If I can just be at the cool kid table, isn't it funny we're still trying to get to the cool kid table? (laughs) From junior high. We think if I can put all this stuff in, it'll take care of it. It won't. Why won't it take care of it? Because they're not the real thing. They're imposters. Only God can quench your thirst. For example, how many of you... uh, enjoy a good barbecue. So a few months ago, you know, we talked about what we we're going to have for, for, for dinner. Sunday dinner, we we're going to invite the kids over. We decided we we're going to have a barbecue. So I was told I needed to go to the store to get hamburgers for the barbecue. Didn't have time to make the burgers off the ground meat, so we just got the prepackaged stuff. So I went to the ground meat place, you know, the area in the, in the food store, and I grabbed the most What I'm thinking of a hamburger the brand that spoke to me the most as far as what I wanted to experience. And the word that I saw first was Bubba. (laughs) If anybody knows how to make a hamburger, it's somebody named Bubba, right? (laughs) So I grabbed a couple packs of the Bubba uh, Bubba Burgers and and I go off and I'm going to the checkout line and I'm standing in there and as I'm standing in the checkout line, I noticed something that was weird. The person in front of me also had Bubba Burgers, but their, their container was red, mine was green. I thought, did I get like, you know, was this like lamb or something like that? And as I took a closer look at my burgers, to my horror, they weren't meat at all. They were imposters. Who, what person would package hamburgers, put Bubba on them and make them out, you know, they made them out of plant. Put them right next to the other ones. In fact, you know what's funny? They were in the regular meat section. I think somebody did the same thing I did. They said, I don't want this crap. Threw it down. You know what I did? I went back. I went back. Yeah. Threw those things at the cashiers. You take these things. Hmm. <laughs> Deceiving us like that. Imposters. We do the same thing spiritually all the time. We always run after the imposters. We try to substitute. With lesser things, what's really important, what we really need. We try to shove other things in us to quench a thirst that only God can quench. So we try. We drink everything we can. But nothing ever satisfies us. They come up short. They're empty. And we still feel dry. Brittle. Dying. Look at your sand. Feel it. Think of all of the things you've tried to quench your thirst with. All of the things that you run to, all the things that just didn't work, that just didn't fit. This is a snippet of some of our lives. All of us were created with a thirst. And with that thirst, all of us have been given an invitation to come and to quench the thirst. Jesus loved you so much, he comes not just with rules and regulations, he doesn't come with religion, he comes with a solution to the cravings and the thirst of the human heart. Matthew 11, 28, 29 says this, are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Come to me and I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. How many of you need an oasis? Somewhere in a tropical island, Right? Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. Look at your sand. As you hold it, I want you to ask yourself this question. What will you do with your invitation? How long will you thirst and do nothing about it? Think of where you are right now, the condition of your heart right now, the condition of your life. Can you hear the invitation of Jesus? Can you hear the words coming out of his mouth? Can you hear the cry that God put inside of you, that thirst? That thirst is like Psalm 63:1. It says this, God, you're my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Beloved, all of us were created with a thirst this is why jesus came this is why jesus died this is why jesus rose again to bring you life and to quench the thirst that's deep inside of you he came to bring you life real life In Fact, john 10 10 says this the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy i came that they may have life and have it abundantly The heart of Christ for us. So our time together is almost done. I understand this very clearly. I am the only thing that stands between you and your Easter meal. I'm holding everybody back. I understand that. Would you do me a favor? This is what I'd like you to do. Take your sand in your hand one more time. As you listen to the words of this last song, as you watch the painters paint, I want you to think about the thirst that's in your own life right now. I want you to ask yourself this question. Are you ready to take a chance to allow God to quench the thirst that's in your heart? Are you ready to surrender those dry places of your life and receive the living water? Jesus had this encounter. He was traveling through this place called Samaria. It was hot, it was dry. He found himself sitting by this well. There was a Samaritan woman who was getting water at the well at noonday. And as he has this spiritual encounter with her, like he has spiritual encounters with us. And they start talking about water. Physical water. This woman is thirsty. But Jesus does what he normally does, and he he shifts things, and he shows us the deeper levels of our need. And he tells her this. He says, anybody that drinks from the water of this well will have to come back here and get it again because they're going to be thirsty. But those who drink the water that I give them will never thirst again. Look at the sand in your hands. This sand represents all of the dry places in you that God wants to bring life into. This sand represents your deepest thirst. God is here today to quench your spiritual thirst, to give you life, to give you purpose, to give you peace. You have walked through the desert, far too long, my friends. Now, some of you are here today and you've never, ever given God the opportunity to come and to walk with you. Some of you are here today and you've walked with God before, but you found yourself wandering and you're now in the middle of the desert and you don't know what to do. Regardless of why you're here today, know this, you're not here by accident. And know this, the Savior of the universe is here today to not just quench your thirst, but to welcome you home. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do something that's, that's bold and bananas. We're going to give you an opportunity to take a step in the right direction. Hold your sand up. In a second, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come up to the front. We've got little sand buckets here. If you're ready to experience that that water again, if you need, you're just dry. You're in a place that's dry. Maybe you've never talked to God at, at all. And today you're like, no, I need to get this living water. Or maybe you're just far from God. Or maybe you're just going through a dry time. Whatever it is, you'll have an opportunity to come up, to drop your sand into the bucket over there and to come and to put your hand in the well and to take out a bottle of water. That water represents Jesus. He said, come to me and drink. And then afterwards, if you need prayer, Pastor Trish is going to come up in a minute and we're going to pray with you for anybody that needs it. So I'm going to pray for you as we pray. If you feel you're ready, to just drop this thing. Come up, drop your sand off, and then come grab your water. I'm going to ask you to do this. Let's go from the outside in and then make these two fronts up here because there's a lot of people here today. So hold up your sand. Jesus, Today we come to you. I pray that, Lord, you would help us to, uh, to stop trying to fit in us things that just don't fit. Forgive us, Lord, for trying to quench this thirst in our hearts with lesser and other things. We believe in you, Lord, and today we come and we drink. In your name, and everybody said, Amen. come and drink.
0: Thanks for listening to the Trinity Community Church podcast. We hope this met you exactly where you are. To learn more about us, head to our website at tccde.com or follow us on social media at Trinity Community Church. TCC, a home for you.